And that's what I, I want people to take away, that even at the time when you feel alone, they're not alone. You know, God and His grace, it is rich and abundant, and and He will provide for you. Um, and you're not forgotten, um, even though you may feel that way, you may feel forsaken, you aren't. So that's what I hope people will take away from this. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. I'm glad to have you here with me today. Well, it looks like spring is on its way here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. This is the time of year to come out and visit. It is gorgeous outside and I'm grateful. I hope it's beautiful where you're at as well. And be sure to like my podcast if you like what you're listening to. I started this podcast for you, folks who love to listen about writing tips and to listen to award-winning, best-selling authors talk about their books. So if you like what you hear, be sure and follow me, subscribe, and let me know what you think on social media. You can find me on Instagram at A Writer's Day Podcast. And also be sure and visit my website and sign up for my newsletter because today's guest is Robin W. Pearson, and I will be giving you away a free copy of her new book, Dysfunction Junction. So sign up for my newsletter today so that you can sign up for a chance to win a copy of her new book. Super excited. And it's also a great way to know what's going on with me, the book projects that are going to be releasing soon. I have a Christmas novel coming out the sequel to The Doors of Rome, a suspense thriller, and of course, a new coloring book coming out soon too. The best way to keep up with all my projects is to sign up for my monthly newsletter. And you can do that at artbyruth.com to learn more about me, my projects, and my artwork. Robin W. Pearson's a long time coming earned the 2020 Christie Award for first novel. And ever since then, she has hit the ground running with her beautiful stories of family. Her family's faith, life lessons, and life longings inspire her as a wife, homeschooling mother of seven, that's right, seven, and as an author. And so I'm excited to have Robin back again to talk about her new book, So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to Robin W. Pearson talk about her new book, Dysfunction Junction. Hey, welcome back. I'm super excited to be talking with my friend Robin W. Pearson about her new book. Welcome back, Robin. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. Well, we haven't spoken in a while, so why don't you tell me and my listeners what you've been up to these last few months? Um, I've been plucking gray hair out of my chin. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do at the stoplights now. That's my new activity. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, writing, uh, teaching still, driving people crazy here at the house. about to graduate our fourth child, which is just blows my mm, mind. That's um, yeah, it's just so many changes, but just released, you know, my, my fourth book, which is hard to believe um, with Dysfunction Junction. So that's one of the big things going on right now. Yeah. And th- so you homeschooled 
seven children you have seven yes I have seven yes and you're so we, just wow graduating another one Woo. yeah yeah getting them out one by one they're rolling <laughs> <laughs> or some staying but you know rolling out from under my you know my thumb kind of yeah but yeah um but yeah it's been good it's hard to believe we you know I have I'll have two high schoolers next year and a middle schooler and that's it. Like wow. it's just, you can kind of see the end of the parade a little bit. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I yeah. admire you for doing that. I think that's oh. great. And I love seeing your posts on Instagram about your homeschooling adventures with your kids and <laughs> thanks. And somewhere thanks in there, you're writing, you're writing <laughs> somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. <laughs> now I also saw though on social media that you've been going to bookstores and talking with your readers. How did that happen? Oh, it's been great. Um, I've done, I was able to uh, do some things with bookmarks over the years. It's mm -hmm. a bookstore in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. They have a uh, wonderful event each year called the Movable Feast. Um, and it's a great event where they invite about 20 authors and um, you do this kind of speed dating type thing with oh. you know, different tables. And then you get to speak about your book and read from your book. Um, so I've done that a, a couple of years, but just recently I went back to have a launch event for Dysfunction Junction and my oldest daughter. We had a good conversation about my work in general and the process and just how I, you know, use family, things I've learned from family within my novels. And so it was fun to celebrate with everybody, but also at, you know, this store that's kind of like become my second home for my, for my work. So, um, that was lots of fun. And I have some events coming up at book, uh, Barnes and Noble where I'll do some book signings. So it's lots of, you know, lots of things going on. Very exciting. That's wonderful. And I think it's important for authors to try and make those connections with local bookstores mm -hmm. to, uh, to form that relationship so you can continue to have these release events or even in between book events, you know, you can just keep that relationship going. That's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's nice to be in a store, you know, and yeah. also just, you think of writing as such a solitary activity. I think that's what I imagine, but it's a family. Like for me, you know, family is so important, but you create this family with your readers, you create it with the relationships with the bookstores mm -hmm. and those independent bookstores are just lifeblood for us writers. I'm sure, I'm sure you know. Mm hmm. And I'm just so grateful, you know, after COVID, everything shut down that we're able to do this again. Yes. Because you know, I was so yeah. worried about the bookstores. I thought, oh, no, is this going to wipe them out? But yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's encouraging to see them back up and running and doing these live events and such. And I think what a treat, though, that you get to meet your readers and get to see your demographics and, you know, who who is picking up your book and, and reading. it. Right. I think that's exciting. It is exciting. It is exciting to meet new people. And um, there are faces there that I had you know, never met. You expect, you know, some friends or, or, you know, the family or readers that you've maybe met online, but to see people um, who just walk in who just um, want to hear what you have to say or read about the event and want to come, it's, it's exciting. Well, so now let's talk about Dysfunction Junction. Now, you and I chatted a little bit at the end of our last podcast interview about your idea for this book. So I'm excited because it's about siblings, about family again, right? Yes. Yes. And yes, so, yes. yeah, tell us a little bit about this story. Well, it's about three women and they get an 
an unexpected phone call and they, it brings them together. They shared um, a traumatic childhood, basically all these different events in their childhood. And because of their childhood, they've made different choices as adults. Because you know that when your past will affect you that way, like some of the decisions that you make today were because, and you may not even know it, but were because of some of the things you experienced when you were younger. And so these three women, they're forced to come together to um, kind of respond to this phone call, knowing they have to make a decision, an important decision about people in their lives. And so they'll have to face that past in order to move forward in their lives and to, to, you know, to live productively. The junction part of the dysfunction junction is, is coming to a place in their lives where they have to decide what direction are we going to go to next? You know, are we going to remain mired in the past? Are we going to continue hurting and being embittered? Or are we going to grow and make, you know, better choices? Are we going to trust God? Are we going to, you know, love each other or make have a productive relationship? So that's like the junction, the crossroads. That's where they reach. I see. So like they come together for the healing, maybe the restoration, yes. the reconciliation. Oh, That's nice. the hope. That's okay. the hope. Yeah. Okay. So was this inspired by events in your own family or other families you've known? Well, yes. Yes and no. I mean, of course, this is fiction. <laughs> so, you know, um, but if you think about your own life, um, I, you know, I think about events in my past, like for instance, what kind of brought this novel, I don't know, form the basis for this novel was a story uh, from my childhood of getting hit by a car. And my three, my two sisters and I, we have a different version of what happened. Um, I'm the youngest of the three. And, you know, I remember events this way. My middle sister insists that she knew exactly what happened. Um, and my oldest sister, of course, she took charge in her view, you know, and of course they have this view of what my parents did. But they, that's like every event in your life and in the household, you're going to get a different version of a story. You're going to get a different version of, of why things happened, of your relationships with your parents, your relationships with each other. Um, all of that is colored, you know, by your own perspective, but there is truth. And it's, it's about you know, trusting God for that, trusting God to um, heal that hurt from you know, those events or those broken relationships and trying to dig down to either let the lies go, you know, because you can kind of tell yourself a story about different things. And that story changes the farther you get from the event or from um, from the past. So that's what this story, um, Dysfunction Junction, explores, just our view of the truth and and the view of the lie too, and, and how it affects you as you grow. Mm. The lies that sometimes we believe, yes, right, and they end up never. You know, we find out they were lies, and that the truth was actually something much, much better. <laughs> right. Yes, and sometimes it's not even the thing. Right? It's mm. not uh, the event itself. It's the truth about God, or the truth about yourself, or the things that are really true that we need to cling to. And some things that you just have to let go, some of those details that just really aren't important in order to to heal. So, mm. yeah. And that's true. And I, I was chatting with my husband about coming up with a character and I was telling him, you know, now I have to come up with a lie that she believes. And he mm. said, 
he said, why? And I said, well, we all have lies about ourselves that we believe or yes. lies about our family. And he kind of looked at me and I said, we all do think of some of the lies about yourself that you were uh, believing all your life. And then you found out that they weren't true. Mm -hmm. I said, it has to be that way for a character in your book, because that helps the reader identify with. Yes. So, and connect yeah. with it. Exactly. Because we all go through that. I've been reading, um, trying to read Psalm 1 in, in the morning and at night before, before I go to bed. And I think the beginning of it, it says, oh, the joys of those who don't follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. And I realized that mocker is sometimes it's my own voice where I condemn myself or I tell myself a lie that I don't even realize that I'm, you know, telling myself those things that if you can't do it or this person or, you know, that thing is true, that's really hurtful. And I need to not stand around with that voice, right? We have to mm -hmm. trust what God has to say about us because that's what we can find delight in. That's what we're supposed to meditate on day and night and not our own mocking or scoffing voice, you know? So um, I agree with you and, you know, that, yeah, we just tell ourselves those stories day and night. So, yeah. It's hard though to let them go. You brought up the fact that one of the themes in your book is facing the past. That's difficult mm -hmm. to do too. Yeah. <laughs> Not yes. all of us want to go back there. So we know <laughs> how did you approach that theme and putting it in your story? Well, this story, like it, it goes back and forth, you know, from the past and present, past and present. And because I want you to see these women um, from childhood on um, because you, in order to know who they are and the choices they've made today, you need to see like what impacted them and what affected them when they were younger. Because, you know, when you're young, that's when the things I think feel have their greatest impact on you. Um, yeah. It leaves such deep impressions and some things you don't even realize. Um, so I, you know, I guess it's dual timeline. I, I didn't think of it that way until, you know, I've been looking at different reviews and, you know, this dual timeline book, but I guess that's what it is. Um, <laughs> but, but for me, like in all my novels though, like I really love to talk to show how the past, you know, how we either let go of it or we, what parts we can hold on to, you know, and what helps us, what hurts us. Um, but it's, it's a part of who we are and we can't, um, you know, it's up to God to help us to, to let go or to have the proper perspective of it, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. but it's just like with, you know, in the Bible, and I've said this many times, it's just letting, you know, in, in the Bible, how they used God's faithfulness, his past faithfulness to encourage us of his future, you know, our present situations and it, encourage us to to move forward and to know he's going to be you know with us in the future and so that's what you know we can use our passport to look back and see okay how far we've come or what we experience and how can we use that as we move forward so um i love you know talking about different stories some things you don't want to talk about but it's fun you know with my sisters and me when we talk about you know, our, our parents or, you know, how they've changed or what they used to do, you know, those things, those are different stories that you might see, you know, in the book as well. That's great. And my son and I have been talking about family patterns 
and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, patterns that you see in your families and how you can break away from those. And mm-hmm. I was, I was telling them, you know, both of my parents grew up in alcoholic homes, but neither one of them became alcoholics. I never once saw either one of them drunk and yeah. both of them came from abusive homes, extremely violent, abusive homes, but both of them stopped that pattern of abuse right. and right. none of us were ever abused. So you can, you can go back and find out these difficult, you know, things that our families endured, but they worked hard to break those patterns. Yes. You know, of yes. behavior, destructive behavior. Yeah. Right. That's you know, both of my parents, you know, they're my grandmothers raised both sets, you know, raised mm-hmm. their children, large families by themselves. But my parents, almost because of that history, you know, committed that would not happen with our family. You know, they've been yeah. married over 60 years um, and, you know, good times, hard times and the same with, you know, any marriage. But um, it's because I think of of what they went through as children. And uh, my dad was the oldest of his family and um, just, you know, committing to taking care of his family, helping his sisters and brothers, as well as um, making sure he set an example for us of, you know, of, of sticking to it and loving in spite of and through and, you know, persevering. So, yeah. Mm, that's, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, so what's the biggest takeaway you want readers uh, to have when they finish reading Dysfunction Junction? I hope mm. and hope at the hard um, and that, you know, we have a, a God of grace, a God who provides for us. Um, part of the scripture, you know, dedication for this book is, you know, even, even if my mother, father and mother forsake me, um, you know, God, then God will take care of me. Um, and, you know, we've lived, my husband and I and our family, we've lived near family, away from family, but mostly away from family. Most of our um, families, um most of our lifetime, our marriage lifetime. And God has provided for us. He's provided friends that became family. He's provided, you know, opportunities to learn from other people, for our kids to have, um, you know, aunties, you know, who weren't related to them and, and grandmother figures in their life. He's, you know, provided himself, you know, for me in those times when I felt lonely and in a different place and a new place. And he has been there, um, even when I felt isolated and he's, you know, provided himself. And that's what I, I want people to take away that even at the time when you feel alone, they're not alone, you know, God and his grace, it is rich and abundant and, um, and he will provide for you. Um, and you're not forgotten. Um, even though you may feel that way, you may feel forsaken, you aren't. So that's what I hope people will take away from this. Mm, that's story. beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Well said. Oh, well, I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it just comes with it, when you're talking about it. Sometimes it doesn't strike into your, you're able to just kind of sit on the couch and really think about, you know, you know, as a writer, you, you're, you're, you're given these stories and you're given this inspiration and, uh, really, God just brings it together, you know, and you don't really even get a chance to really understand it or know exactly what it means to you until you can kind of look back on it. What, what do you think? Do you think that's true for you? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes you're working on a book for years 
And then, you know, it just doesn't happen. And then finally, when it does happen, you're, you're thinking, oh, that's why God had me wait, or that's yes. why it didn't get published when I first wanted it to get published. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or, you know, you get a, a review from someone and they tell you that it touched them in a certain way or that they really identified with the character. And you're thinking, oh, I'm so glad I went ahead with that character because I wasn't going to write her, but I'm so yeah. glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the timing. Even I think about with this book, my sister, you and I talked about this, but um, you know, I had the title for this book years ago. Wasn't quite sure what it was going to be about. I wanted to be slightly connected with other novels, but not the full story. And but then it's about these, you know, three women and um their relationship that, you know, holds them together and and then for this book to come out right when my, you know, oldest sister is going to the hospital and she's to have a heart transplant and, you know, the release of it is right when she's getting out of the hospital. So we're celebrating this new heart. We're celebrating her new life and her, the relation, our relationship. And I'm also talking about the relationship of these, you know, sisters in this book. And, you know, it's just God's timing. It's mm-hmm. just so it's amazing. Sometimes it just takes your breath away. Mm, wonderful. Well, so what is next for Robin W. Pearson? Um, probably more gray hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> for sure. Um, and um, I do, I am working on another book that's due in August and um, it has a title that I love the title, but I'm not, you know, we'll see once I wrestle with the publisher and see what Tyndale says. Um, but it's set in a bookstore and it's um, about another mature couple. I know I've talked about that with Walking in Tall Weeds, but um, a couple who run the store out of their you know, centuries old home and um, they meet this young woman and some, some of this mystery kind of unfolds and how she affects their life and affects their past because I love to write about the past. <laughs> um, and so that book is coming out next year in 2025. And I also have um, a devotional that's out right now with the Life Bible app. And it's called The Family of Faith. And I hope that readers will. It's a four-day devotional. And it's just an awesome opportunity. It's just an an answered prayer, really, for um, this opportunity to write about family and how God has, you know, used the family he's given me to teach me more about himself. And I just wanted to share that in this devotional. Oh, that's wonderful. I can hardly wait to get that. That's yeah, great. So I hope you will. Yeah. All right. So fun things are coming from Robin W. Yes. Pearson. Woohoo. Yeah. Well, I look forward to having you next year to chat to chat about your new book. That sounds fascinating. Thank you. I'd love to. Yeah. Well, Robin, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule. And uh, I hope I didn't give you more gray hairs to deal with. <laughs> Not at all. You have such a wonderful, calming voice. I could Aww. just tell afternoon. So no, this Aww. is Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been a delight. And we wish you nothing but the best of success for Dysfunction Junction, which is available right now. So go out and get right. your paperback copy or your ebook copy. I know I'm going to. And uh, please again, leave a review. Leave a review. Yes, please. Reviews help <laughs> authors so much. So please leave a review. Yeah. Robin would love to know what you think about her story. So thanks again, Robin. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that great to listen to Robin W. Pearson talk about her new book, Dysfunction Junction. I love it. I love how she likes to go back into her history, into the past, 
and create these amazing, you know, characters who are so full in development. I mean, she really loves to take the reader on this journey through each of her characters. So if you have siblings, I have a feeling you're going to love this book. I can hardly wait to start reading it. And if you do love it, please leave her a review. Reviews really help authors more than you'll know. So I hope that you've been encouraged too to put those themes, those strong themes within your stories. It could be difficult for readers, but also it helps readers. Like she, like Robin said, it gives us hope. So keep going on your writing journey, overcoming obstacles that might come in your way. Because remember, someone out there needs to read your story. And until next time, God bless you.